Amsterdam said. You're listening to the Neo Moré show. My name is Thomas Daim. I'm at Fict Amsterdam and my guest is Mural Bukasemi. I just saw your presentation upstairs. It was a wonderful presentation. Lots of interesting topics that you point out. For example, you're organizing the conference, Visualize, which we're going to talk later about. And I, first I want to ask you, why did you want to become a designer? For me, it, it was the only way to use my creative skill, because I, I knew I had one, in, in a manner that is useful to others. Um, art was too abstract for me, mm -hmm. and not direct enough, whereas with design I felt like I could tell stories in a more... Uh, practical way. And what kind of practical way is it like? So, if I think back to to the beginning of when I started to study it, um, it was a matter of basically finding a storyline and, and say, for example, an illustration, or um, just if you go even further than that, um, I used to work in advertising. Mm -hmm. um, there, design is obviously needed too, but. Um, Mind you, I didn't like advertising that much, so I kind of like repurposed that skill to tell significant stories um, and educate a wider audience about those significant stories, and mm -hmm. uh, not advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's evolving. Later, when you discovered this during your uh, work at the agency, and then you thought, okay, I want to do other stuff. I want to do something yeah. meaningful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you the only designer in your family, or I've got one aunt who is an artist and also a designer and that's about it. I think I have a couple other aunts who have some sort of creative inkling but luckily as, as a child of Iranian parents I was not forced into um, being a doctor yes. or a lawyer yeah, yeah, or an yeah. engineer of some kind. So a lot of support luckily. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's really great. So it worked out very well. So, <laughs> so and how the, how did your um, interest from a visual designer turn to data visualization? I think that was more of a coincidence because I actually didn't know anything about data visualization until I stumbled upon it by accident, mm -hmm. and I realized that it's an even more um, useful tool to tell stories than just simple visual design, right? Because you have you have information and data to back you up, so your story becomes becomes even more meaningful with that, and it and it grows legs. So mm. therefore, you're creating a piece of truth um, that shall hopefully educate people even more. Yeah. So that 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 was a hook for me. Yeah, that was why I thought. I mean, just making a poster about something is not enough. Yeah. And do you remember which visualization you saw and triggered you and? Yeah, it was uh, it was actually when I started my masters and in the hallway of that university it was a piece by by another student. Um, it was about the Afghan conflict, mm -hmm. so it was it was a scenario map in which um, different scenarios were played out on what would happen if the U.S. troops will stay and what will happen if they leave. So that was quite captivating yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. And since 2013, you are organizing a Visualized conference. And what is Visualized? Visualized is a conference on data design and storytelling and the future of information creation. How did you get involved in organizing this conference? Ironically, I was one of the speakers at the first event. 
And it was so great that I went to the founder, Eric Klotz, um, and I said to him, look, this is great. You have something amazing here. How about you bring that to Europe? Mm. And then he said, how about you bring that to Europe? And mm. I said, okay, fine. Okay, <laughs> I'll bring that to so Europe. So and then you, you just stumbled into a con- organizing a conference. That's right. So I had no idea on how to make conferences. I didn't even think of asking him about f- for a toolkit because I don't know why, but I didn't even think of there a need for that um and i winged it so mm. i went i kind of like went straight into uh, figuring out that toolkit myself uh, sourcing venues speaking to suppliers mm. this that all the nitty-gritty that that you don't actually see yeah um, when you're attending yeah or, exactly yeah. and it was in your hometown then the f- um the i already moved to london yeah. at the time but so I kind of like remotely organized the first European visualized oh, that's event. That's extra intense yeah. because you are not there. Yeah. You lived in Berlin. It was in Berlin, right? Yes, that one so was in Berlin. But you know the city and then... I knew the city. I had some recommendations. I I went there a couple of times to, to speak to vendors and yeah. to venues. Um, so it all panned out very, very nice. And yeah. It was very well received. You stumbled in this organizing, but when you were a child, did you already organized then also things you talked a bit about it in the talk but i'm curious yeah so well i guess never an event like that Mm. obviously um because reaching out to people that you don't know was something that i never did before and convincing them to come to something that they don't know is another challenge um i think organizing um well i guess i was always good at selling yeah, basically, by not selling or by, um, I was even in primary school. I was able to um, fascinate people for something. So um, whether I was trying to sell my Game Boy to someone and just give them the best performance ever for it, um, or trying to convince someone to come and speak at what I believe is one of the best conferences in the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's almost the same thing. Yeah. So um, if you don't come. Is so you're, you're a yeah. natural salesman then, or uh, more so like maybe yeah maybe 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 I take that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah sure, <laughs> of course, take it. Yes, um, organizing this conference now f- for four years has it influenced your studio work or the thinking about the designs you make? Yeah, uh, it has, and indeed, like especially from the beginning. If we look, if we look at all the way how it started when I when I came into the scene, or what I observed uh, in terms of progression in the scene, we can see that um, in the beginning, where I say in the beginning, but it's basically when I learned about all of this, it felt like everyone was obsessed with being absolutely accurate, right? Um, whereas now we're coming more and more to the conclusion that data is a human-made product, and it is about humans. So inaccuracies are something that should not be... Mm, you know they should they should actually be celebrated, right? So say for example projects like Dear Data do that. They mm. celebrate imperfections. They celebrate humanity in the data. They celebrate everything that makes us connect with it with the visualization. Um, back in the day, um, if one thing wasn't correct in the data set, it felt like oh I cannot display this, mm. right? But now um, it's more like okay we have a flaw here will point this out, right? Yeah. So this is going to be part of the story that we tell. Yeah. Um, and that sort of 
the trend that I can see over the yeah. many years and it inspired the work that I do in so far that also I think I've got client work myself so sometimes they come to me and they want a data visualization and then I look at what they have and I say you don't need a data visualization all you need is I don't know you, you need a website this is what you need right yeah. so going back to clients to say don't don't do it because it's trendy right now do it yeah, because exactly. it makes a yeah makes a but difference. Is, is it also that, like, for example, the Dear Data project or the um, your Iranian project, the mm -hmm. Iranian internet project, that also helps in making it very popular, make it human to um, reach a bigger audience? That's also right. Um, so that with that project, I learned this firsthand that you can actually fascinate a big group of people for something that they wouldn't otherwise look at, right? Um, because who, who was interested in Iran? But all of a sudden, everyone was interested in what's happening with mm. the Iranian internet. And that was due to, to that project, which, which I feel like I've turned into an ambassador for. <laughs> so, um, uh, and so you see that as a designer now, you also have a responsibility. Um, so some people make it their mission to, to work on one specific topic um, and to enlighten people about it. So. So it's an ever it's an never ending quest to, yeah. to to educate people. Yeah. Yeah. This is the third time that um visualized visit Europe. And um what's the difference between um the New York edition and the European editions? So previously for the European ones we had only one day, a one day event. Um the New York events are traditionally two days. Um, in the past years, we've also expanded the schedule and have added meetups uh, that would spread over an entire week. So you would have a bunch of meetups, a bunch of workshops, and two conference days. Uh, and all of these events would happen within a working week. Um, the, the events in Europe are set to be smaller. Mm -hmm. um, and this time with the Milan event, we've changed it a little bit. So it's not just one day. So the conference, the main conference is still one day, um, but we also added a satellite event day, which is the day before the actual conference, where we have a full day workshop by Raw Graphs, the people from Density Design and Politecnico Milano. They worked on this tool together. Um, and that's gonna be a full day workshop on how to make mobile interactive visualizations mm. uh, and then after that we have a uh, an opening reception um, for speakers and attendees and together together not yeah separate, not uh, together together okay. yeah so no, that's traditionally what we like to do instead of an after party we'll have a pre-party yeah and everyone gets warm with each other for yeah. the next day so that sets the atmosphere so it's yeah. kind of a more forgiving um it feels like it's a bit more of a forgiving atmosphere there. Yeah, in, so that yeah, everybody, like the next day, they have already seen each other, maybe spoke to each other, and then... Yeah, there's a familiarity there. Yeah. There's one other thing that is different this time. Oh. We've got what a concert oh, at wow. the end of it, right? So everyone who comes to visualize in Milan yeah. is also invited to stay at the venue um, for a specific concert um, that that is... Um, it's actually a live concert by an artist called Dylan, mm -hmm. um, and she is an amazing musician. So we're hoping to also change the way people network okay. because normally, I mean, both Eric and I, I think we're we're a little bit 
wary about the networking atmosphere, we also want to make that an experience that you take home and remember, right? So just having drinks in a pub doesn't cut it for us, yeah. really. And is yeah. it techno or? This one was not techno, oh, sadly. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the program for uh, Milan. Um, how did you curate this program? Uh, so the European events normally work on, on, on a different basis, right? The, the, the event in, uh, sorry, in New York is normally the more international one, whereas the ones in Europe look at local talent, right? So we try to bring together, we try to shine the light on, on, um, on the local community. So mm. we're trying to find, we were trying to find um, the best people in Milan. And then the best people in Europe, and then the best people, sorry, the best people in Milan, the best people in Italy, and then the best people in Europe. Yeah. And then if it is f- for a cer- certain circumstance, we would go even beyond that and see if we can bring somebody in from yes, further out. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so it's basically starting from Milan, um, zooming out to Europe, and um, yeah, so that's how, how the European events work. So, and what are you most uh, proud or excited about this this upcoming event? This is um, this event actually wouldn't have been able we wouldn't have been able to run this at all without the help of one one superhero. His name is Piero Zagami. He is the one who inspired us to also go to Milan. Um, and originally, we wanted the European events to be grassroots events so anyone who who wants to to do an event in their city they could do that and we will facilitate help for that now this obviously uh, visualizes a bit of a bigger operation it doesn't really work on this meetup um, basis so only because we want to maintain a um, certain standard for the talks that come on stage Um, but yeah without without Piero this wouldn't happen and that's what I'm proudest of is his engagement in this and his fire for it yeah uh, so and he, really he nice. reached out to you to say come to milan uh he actually lives in london um ah, okay. and he he is an italian that's great um and yeah he said to me can we do this in milan so the same way as i said to eric can we do this yeah. in europe and i said heck yes just let's just do it in milan i can yeah. see that there's a lot of talent in milan a lot of people the entire accurate studio um one of the biggest uh, data visualization companies out there hmm. um grew from milan right so yeah one of the the authors of the book dear data georgia Lupi, also, yeah, italian. Yeah, so, yes, italian yeah. yeah that's true so that's how it made a lot of sense yeah so and what is the biggest challenge for the upcoming event it might be logistics. It mm. might just be that, just making sure that the timings are right, especially because the venue, Baza Milano, has um, a couple of other events going on during that day, which is very exciting because it will feel like a little design festival, a creative festival. Um, not only is there the concert, but also there is a um, write-a-thon, which is kind of like a hackathon, but for creative writing. Mm. Um, and we've got two exhibitions actually two two exhibits from speakers of visualize that will be presented in the space um so that's that's great too and mm. those those are interactive pieces and we're very happy to and they are they are new pieces or they're they new pieces oh, one wow. of them one of them is actually made just for visualize oh, so wow. that's really exciting 
we always want to display work, but it's always a limitation of space. This, this time we have space, but not enough. If this was, we, with this one, we could have actually filled the, the space of the venue could have been filled with exhibits. Hmm. So the same, the same sort of size of, of venue we could have had with exhibited work. Yeah, so like exhibitions of printed work, for example, of data other, or yeah. of other installation um, data visualization yes. installations. It could have been full of, of work like that. Before I round up, what do you want the audience takes home when they have visited Visualized? But what we always want is that our audience walks away as smarter people, right? Because at Visualize, you don't get those talks that with a title, this is how you do a bar chart, this is how you, how you do a pie chart. It's just not about methods. It's more about the content that gets yeah, presented yeah. to you. Okay. So if there is a speaker talking about climate change, we hope that you will be smarter about climate change at the end of the conference. Plus, um, obviously, the ways that these projects are presented are inspiring in itself, right? So there are many different ways of, of working on different me meaningful topics. And so we are also hoping to inspire more of these projects that we can then again bring back on our stage. Mm. So yeah, I suppose creative education, creative and sustainable education. Yeah. You're talking a lot about educating people. Is that something that you see as something for the future? Yeah. That you want to be an educator? The data visualization is an education tool. You don't just look at a piece you shouldn't, I think, and then just walk away from it. It teaches you something, right? Every time you w look at something or you consume a piece of uh, visualization piece, you should walk away as a smarter person, or at least it should it should uh, make you ask more questions about that specific topic. And that is where knowledge happens. I think mm. that's um, when you start asking questions. That's when you're starting to be interested in a thing. And then that's when you start to develop knowledge about something specific. So um, I'm hoping that a lot of the people in the audience will walk away with a lot of questions and or get those questions answered right then and there by the speakers. Um, so that's what I mean with educating, really. So uh, last question, um, what's the signature drink of the you don't have one. Oh, you have, don't have one. No. Well, yeah, everybody drinks something. Everybody day. drinks something. Yeah. Um, I would say it's beer. Okay. It's probably beer. Yeah, that's good. I, I want to end this formal part of the of the talk mm -hmm. with Neon Five. That's something new that I figured out. And um, so I want to ask you, like, for five recommendations, um, um, beginning in the category of books, which book would you recommend everybody to read? So I'm currently reading Elephants on Acid. That wow. is, uh, I got it because of the title, and it's okay. pretty. It's an easy read. Um, it is very funny, and it is about um, science projects that, or projects that are labeled as scientific but are yeah. a bit mental and nuts. So okay. Frankenstein and that sort of sounds great. Crazy. Yeah, it's great. Sounds it's great. A funny one. Uh, next event conference uh, obviously visualized okay. food um, salmon sashimi wow <laughs> nice and where sorry where where should we eat where should you eat and uh, when it? you come to london yeah. um, a restaurant called asakusa 
Okay. Japanese people go there. Okay. So you better go there. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, nice. Okay. Movie or television? Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's also good. amazing. It's That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's it's also almost that a visualization. That is absolutely stunning. So and then um, to finish, finally, something from your life. Anything. Can techno, 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 techno. techno. Okay, okay. <laughs> Any specific DJ that you like? That you. Oh yeah, I'm I'm the biggest fan girl of um, Rachel Lynn. She is quite underground um, DJ that lived in Berlin, lives in Berlin now. Lived in London before. Uh, she's great. Um, Good, good noise compositions, I would say. If you wow. want to listen to noise, just listen. And is it hard or? It's pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. it needs to be hard. Okay. Yeah. Great, great talking to you. Thank you Thank so you. much, Mel. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Me too.